Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Herd at Sports Radio. All right, welcome back, Coffee and Cream. Ravi Lula, Andrew Rogers, as we start to wind this thing down on a Wednesday, talking a little Creighton basketball because they are national title contenders, according to one of one of our good friends on the show, John Fanta. He put out his list, and uh, it's a list of that's separated like tier one and tier two, and um, he, he's got the ones that are best set up for success, and then he's got the the next tier, which is which is more like the capable ones, like the ones that are like really capable to be yeah. able to get it done. It's like no questions about right. those guys, yeah. And then the tier three teams are just like, I like these guys, but I also need to figure out a few more things before I say, like, yes, you're up in the tier two category. But if you look at where he put Creighton, mm-hmm. he put them next to some uh, – Next to some Big East teams. Not only did he put them next to um, UConn and Marquette, but uh, he also has them with, like, an Arkansas of the world. And you remember mm-hmm. how Arkansas played out a little bit uh, last season? Um, and then you have they, – they kind of fall more into the question marks, though, right? Because yeah. th- they're the ones that are like, okay, last year – and this is funny because when you said you wanted to talk about this – um, I chuckled when I was doing my research because I'm like, they're exactly where they were last year. Like, last year they were a preseason top 10, but they were 25 to 1 to win. Mm-hmm. Or 200, is it 250 to 1, 25 to 1? I think 25 to 1. 25 to 1 to, to win, win yeah. uh, the national championship. You look at them today and they're 25 to 1 to win the national championship. Mm-hmm. So Vegas is like, uh, they're, ex- they're pretty much the same team, right? They run through Ryan Kalkbrenner, even though they lost Nemhard. Uh, they got Ashworth, who is a, is, an upgrade in his own way. Um, you lose Kaluma, but then you get Trout, mm-hmm. and Trout is an upgrade in his own way. Well, and you've still got Miller, right? And provide some of the minutes there. So you look at Creighton's team this year, and and they're coming off uh, a a close close finish in the Elite Eight last season. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I could I could see them making a run, especially if they get placed well in the national tournament. But that's so far away that yeah. we don't even need, need to talk about that right now. But it is interesting to kind of see this list come out and also just focus on who else is there with Creighton. Because when you take a peek at Marquette, who may be a step up than Creighton, probably is. When you take a look at UConn, who is a reigning national championship, or champion, so they're all, already mm-hmm. a step up above Creighton in this category too. The Big East is a monster, an absolute yes. monster. Yeah, well, so there's a, a couple of things I found interesting about this list. And so to give context, yes, Creighton is in Tier 3 of this list. but these are So the Tier 3, did I say they were in Tier 2? No, no, you said Tier, tier 3, but okay. it's Tier 3 of the 12 teams he can think he thinks can win a national mm-hmm. championship. So Tier 3 is, is still a nice place to be. Um, 
And I honestly, it's kind of funny because I, I get UConn gets the benefit of the doubt because they're coming off of a national title, but they're replacing. They lost some pieces. You know, obviously Sonogo and Hawkins, which are two huge pieces, um, definitely bigger departures than the ones Creighton is dealing with. Um, both guys, you know, Sonogo was Biggie's player of the year. Um, or, or, yeah, I believe Sonogo. Was, no, Kolick was Biggie's player of the year. Sonogo was in the running mm-hmm. for Biggie's player. It was, I think, preseason Biggie's player of the year. Right. Um, Hawkins was first-round draft pick. And then with Marquette, you lost another first-round draft pick in Olivier Maxence Prosper. Um, I'm curious if Tyler Kolick comes back to earth at all. Um, the year before, he was mediocre. Last year, obviously, he was really, really good. Biggie's player of the year. And was incredibly efficient with his assist to turnovers. I wonder with the scouting report out there with him now and kind of people knowing that the offense is going to be really focused on him, how much he's able to sustain or improve on that. And he teams up with with Cam Jones, who's a beast. Yep, Cam Jones is really good. I do think the loss of Prosper is a really big deal, and people are kind of just overlooking that because Kolick and Jones are coming back along with Iguodaro. Is it easy to overlook that because Shaka Smart is the head coach? It probably is. Like, Shaka Smart probably gets more of a benefit of the doubt maybe than Greg McDermott does. Especially because of how – like strong they were last yeah, year. Yeah, and the momentum they built. And Shaka's kind of got that. He's got. He's more of a celebrity coach figure than Greg McDermott is. Even though McDermott's success and sustainability at Creighton has been unbe- unbelievable and frankly unmatched. unmatched. Yeah. So uh, Marquette and UConn, I think, have just as many questions mm-hmm. as Creighton. Marquette, for instance kind of flamed out in the NCAA tournament last year, well, whereas really Creighton well, – Yeah, I was <laughs> trying to be gracious. Uh, whereas Creighton really excelled. So you look at that. I totally understand why UConn's a, a tier up above Creighton because com- you've got defending national champs. You give them a little benefit of the doubt. Totally get that. I'm not as sure why Creighton's getting more of a be- – or why Marquette's getting more of a benefit of the doubt than Creighton, um, considering they do lose a major piece and did flame out in the NCAA tournament where Creighton didn't. Creighton returned all their most important pieces. Like, yeah. let's be clear here. Alexander and Kalkbrenner were the two guys, for me, that were non-negotiable mm-hmm. for Creighton to get back if they were going to have a successful year this year. And they got them both. At least in that level. And surprisingly, in my mind at least, I didn't think Shireman was probably coming back for the extra year. Got him back. And then they got basically – I understand you can make an argument that Nemhard and Kaluma may have more talent than an Ashworth and a Trout, although I think it's probably – close between Trout and Kaluma, but I don't think you can argue that they were better fits for Creighton. Mm-hmm. Even John Fanta mentions that with Ashworth in his piece. It's all about the fit. He says the, the fit might be an upgrade with Ashworth at point guard, and not only because of his skill set, but also because his skill set allows for Alexander and Shireman to become more on-ball playmakers. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, the versatility in the offensive playmakers – that's the thing that I think held Creighton back a little bit last year offensively, and I think they could take a step forward there this year. Well, and, and I'm, I appreciate you bringing up fit because that's the big thing here. Because last year what it seemed like it was, okay, 
Nemhard has the ball. He's probably either scoring or it's getting to Kalkbrenner. Okay, Alexander has the ball. He's probably creating for himself, and he's doing a pull-up. Okay, Shireman gets the ball. Okay, it's a three. But you know what it seemed like? It was kind of like it's everybody had to have their turn. Mm -hmm. Like, it, I wanted some cake, too. Right? It didn't it, flow it, naturally it didn't quite seem as well. like, yeah. hey, we're finding the best look. It was like, no, now it's my turn. And now that they've built the team that they have this year, mm -hmm. it seems like – because they went for fit instead of just pure talent. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm not knocking Ashworth, and I'm not knocking Trout. I'm, I'm just comparing yeah. them to where Kaluma and, and Nemhard were last year. Now that they have the bodies that they do, it's like you may see some well-put-together basketball. A yeah. lot of ball movement, looking for the – like eating a lot of the shot clock, but then – when you eat the shot clock, you're still finding the open shot or, you know, you're moving the defense all around to where you can feed the ball inside, back out, back inside. And now instead of a one-on-two a one with Kalk, it's a one-on-one -on -one as he's backing down his defender. Or he dishes it back out and you have the open look from three. Or you have Ashworth driving because what he does best is drive and dish. Or by just doing a quick pass when he gets the ball, he just moves it on. Yeah, it's a good spot of shooter right. too. So it, there's just a lot of stuff that – there's a lot of stuff to like about Creighton this year. Yeah, I think you're going to have a lot less of a, a ball-stopping offense, whereas most everything that was run out of Creighton last year started with a Nemhard high pick-and-roll, mm -hmm. right? And while he was very good at that and while Creighton still had a fairly successful offense, that's easier to defend than if you've got three different guys in Ashworth, Alexander, and Shireman. Right that can all create offense for both themselves and the rest of the team. Um, the best Creighton offense, or at least the m most difficult Creighton offense to guard in my lifetime was that 2019-2020 season. Nick where Baugh. Nicholas Allen Bott, no. Um, <laughs> where they had Tyshawn Alexander, Marcus Zagorowski, and Mitch Ballack all as playmakers for themselves and others because you couldn't just key on Marcus Zagorowski as the point guard. You couldn't just key on Tyshawn Alexander as a primary ball handler. You had three guys that were equally comfortable with the ball, creating for themselves and creating for others. I don't know if they'll match that level, but what I do know is there will be more offensive, I think diversification is a good word, than you had last year. And the other thing that I think is a huge factor here the spacing with who you have is Ashworth as a spot-up shooter, Trout and Miller as much better spot-up shooters than Kaluma, is the spacing on this team is going to be significantly better. And one final note here before we go to break, there's something that through everything that we've been talking about here that really just said, okay, now I think I know the difference from last year and this year. Last year it was like Shireman comes in and everybody knew he was a shooter. Mm -hmm. And he felt like he had to get his buckets in order to make a name for himself mm -hmm. at Creighton. Everybody knew that Nemhard was going to be the guy to, to dribble the ball down and work on that pick and roll game. Everybody knew Kalkbrenner had to score in, in the double digits for this team to be successful. Alexander felt like he was forcing a little bit more last year to try to get his Trying buckets to find his spots. so that he could yeah. also be up at the same level as Shireman and Nemhard when they're putting points on the board in Kalkbrenner. Now this year, Shireman knows what he's good at, so he, he's good with creating his own looks. He doesn't have to make a name for himself. Alexander, he can step up and be that guy that everybody has kind of projected him to be. Kalkbrenner can still get his buckets on the inside and be a product for this team. It just seems like they gel more. Mm -hmm. We're going to play Gone in 60 Seconds when we come back.